0: We are in fact just here to shoot the shit, yeah. All right,
1: well. We're
0: here to shoot the shit. We're here to shoot the shit.
1: Sorry, I'm booked. Sorry,
0: I'm booked. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Ashley. And we have decided to create a podcast style community for people within the beauty industry and those who are curious about what it's like. And we're just going to tackle some stuff. We're going to chat, all right. But really, the whole goal of this is gonna, we're just gonna try to create a safe and inclusive space to inspire and give this community, you know, a podcast. Because why not? Everybody else has a podcast. Why not? For, for God's sakes, they have a podcast where it's just cats, like straight up meowing. I would maybe listen to that. Of course you would. Well, <laughs> so would I. We're also big cat people. But... <laughs> and dog. And yes, and dog. I just got to meet Kaylee's dog today. He is the most old, decrepit I little love him. man. I he is him. the thorn in my side, but it's <laughs> fine because he's cute. But yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna try to inspire you guys the way we've been inspired. Talk about some stuff. Um, I guess some things we will
1: touch base on are like lessons we've learned, what it's like building a clientele that you want. Oh, that's huge! Overcoming personal challenges that all of us face and
0: another thing maybe once we get our feet wet we can also you know if you're a client you have a question for someone in the industry shoot us a message and we'll try to answer it to the best of our ability but i also really hope you know we can have some other industry professionals on and here in in the future once we want to know what inspires you what what keeps you in this field what gets you ready to rock and roll in the beginning of the day
1: what are some challenges you faced um and how you overcame them where you started where you are now i know i've had a couple of people in the industry already reach out to me interested so i'm super excited
0: i'm excited too this is gonna be good I've, like, really searched high and low for a podcast even that tackles, like, kind of, like, the nitty-gritty, the weird stuff. Um, Not just, like, putting on this imposter syndrome sometimes where you're just, like, look at me. I'm a hairstylist. Hairstylist. Oh, my God. God complex. Like, I think that a lot of people that aren't in the industry do think a certain way that hairstylists are – Oh, absolutely. We're all, like, a one-and-done, cut-and-dry personality, and it's so not that way. It isn't. Like, I like to be pretty real. Like, I call my clients,
1: dude. Oh, yeah. I say, hey, girl, a lot. That's my thing, though. Hey, girl! <laughs> hey, girl! What's up?
0: <laughs> Always.
1: Um, In the same sense, kind of off-topic, but not, I have recently made my um services gender free. Oh, I love that. Short hair, long hair,
0: color, anybody. That's a, that's exactly what this industry kind of needs though, is like now that we're shifting into that. And if we're trying to create an inclusive space for beauty professionals, like it just is equally important to make it inclusive for all of our guests. Yes. Because I have, I want people to feel super safe in my chair. Yeah. That's like the biggest thing I feel like is, you know, it's such an intimate relationship. It is. And I can
1: feel when somebody feels comfortable. And I think one of my main goals, if I don't feel that from them, is to make them feel comfortable with me and trust me because it's
0: scary getting your hair done by oh. somebody that you've never met. Oh, absolutely. I could, I'm sure if we asked every single one of our clients for the next week, have you ever had a bad experience having a service done somewhere? They could go on for days. I've had my own personal yeah. experiences yes. as a someone on the other side having right. a service provided to me. Like. Right. Totally.
1: I just had a client tell me that they like to talk. And I'm like, well, me too. Cool. Um, but that their last hairstylist didn't love to talk. But I said to her that there are clients that want that too like oh yeah and that is why clients pick us
0: and i love that i offer a silent appointment request especially for really? lashes yeah i should do that. i tell people on the first visit i'm like we're just gonna hang out we're really i always tell people i'll like ask them you know a handful of questions just to get to know them and once I've realized that like, cause I always do this, I will like be like grilling these four people and I'll be like, I'm real. we're just really going to get to know each other today. And you know, they'll say, yeah. And, and if people are a little bit like, you know, more on the quiet side, I'm like, we also don't have to talk if you prefer it that way. I've got clients who will text me ahead of time. Just be like, I just want a silent appointment. Work kicked my ass. Yep. Or I just got some shit going on I don't want to talk about. Mm -hmm. That's totally fine. Oh, my gosh.
1: I've totally asked people, like, do you want to talk about it? Or do you want to ignore that and talk about everything else but that? And that is important. It does feel safer for them.
0: Yeah. And just especially as you build that relationship with your clients, like, the big thing is, like, so I recently got married not too long ago. And, you know, A lot of my clients are like my super close regulars that i see they're like how was the wedding tell me all about it send me the photos i have a very special to me client that like has been awesome she was one of my first lash clients and she cried she bawled her eyes out at your wedding photos? Not even before the wedding. That's so cute. And she's just like, it means so much. Like, I love you. Like, God, I love my clients. I know. They're always so nice. They are so good to me. And that's another thing I will say now. And I will always say, anytime you have a negative experience as a service provider, yes, it's a negative experience. But all of those hundreds of great clients and great experience, I'll weigh them all. Oh, yeah.
1: It's like such a small percentage that you can't focus on that.
0: No. Um, And we won't be focusing on it too much either. No. Like I said, we're trying to be positive. Yeah.
1: I I think that it's fun to talk about how intimate our jobs are. And a lot of my clients do know it's like a therapy session because they are in it. and they're telling you their stuff and it's it's really cool to be that for somebody i really like that part of it i've always been actually in the service industry like before doing hair do i worked at restaurants i worked Mm -hmm. at a bank for really shortly because that one was not for me but you i've always i worked at a bank I my drawer was off literally every time I worked. You told me whenever I, didn't answer, yeah. <laughs> I entered in
0: change, I like fucked it up
1: so many times. I felt so bad for my coworkers.
0: I would have paid money to watch you try to open and close the drawer for the first time by yourself at Cutting Group when you first started. No, actually, I was good at that. I was oh, okay. because
1: I worked at the bank. I had experience. Okay, all life. All life
0: lessons make you a better hairdresser, guys, <laughs> or esthetician, nail tech, whatever you got going on. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just you fumbling at the bank with like your teacher, like, <laughs> seriously, no. I was like
1: 17, 16. I don't know. My best friend worked, worked at, at the at bank, bank too. at 16?
0: Yeah. Yeah. What? It's is crazy. Hartford,
1: Wisconsin. My doing best for friend you? worked at a bank, and I literally got the job because she had it. And then we would just email all day back and forth. So it wasn't that bad. No. I liked my coworkers too. I think that's a
0: that's what kept me there. Coworkers will make or break any job. And honestly, we are so lucky to work where we do and work with who we do. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I just feel like it's such a the only competition that we ever have is with ourselves. Yes, we share formulas, tips and tricks, clients. Yeah, I saw some of your people while you were on maternity leave,
1: which was a lot longer than I thought it would be. And I was really grateful to have coworkers that I trusted with my clients and they
0: mm-hmm. could read my long-ass formulas. Your 80,007 <laughs> and a half skew formula where it's That's, like – The root retouch
1: is that like is being dramatic. <laughs> But yeah, I'm a unique color formula person. That's fine.
0: I appreciate (laughs) it. It's just I cover all my bases. bases. You do cover all your bases.
1: I do. You're thorough. It's my creative brain working. But yeah, we ask each other for help. We ask each other for advice. We confide in each other all the time. And I think that's such a healthy
0: good work environment. Like Absolutely. Because like, you'll know, like if someone's having a bad day, we're all like sitting we in the basement, know. like pepping them up. We're like, it's all right. It happens. Or we just say to each other, like, hey, so-and-so is having
1: a hard day. Yeah, look make out sure, for them. Make sure and say something to them. Or... I love that. We're like a family in our Victorian house. In our old Victorian house. its I always say it's my second home because it is.
0: Oh, yeah. Especially this time of year. Right, and it's it's gonna be interesting doing this especially because like you were my mentor in the beginning Mm -hmm. well still are to an effect i'm always just like shit we're out of six bp what should i do like but i think (laughs) we're all like that though we're like oh Oh, yeah that's another thing we'll talk about we'll talk about the confidence
1: that's huge the confidence the um humbleness that i think you need to have
0: oh absolutely
1: um accepting help accepting help is huge asking for it
0: yeah remaining that yeah some help is a huge thing both whether you're giving it or or asking for it truly i um well well, this is gonna be interesting yeah especially because you and i have such different backgrounds into I like know. how we even got into this field in the first I place
1: i remember
0: when you came to work for us and i was like oh i'll never do hair i'll just you do lashes and so. work that's as a manager so i'm like times. that's stupid i'm not and gonna I was do like, that
1: yeah right okay <laughs> now <with> me, <laughs> how i knew you were going to oh wow the turntables don't copyright us for that sentence tables um, turn it's not turntables
0: are you talking about music no is that really a phrase <laughs> yeah i don't know if we can get in trouble no. for using it from the office no it's
1: how the tables
0: turn yeah i know but oh. in the office <laughs> in the office um i just like oh how the turntables and okay. they like try- they're like don't you mean i have seen
1: the office many times but i don't remember that well
0: what can i say you're a fake fan classic big fan i'm a fake fan <laughs> Oh, man. You guys are in for a wild ride with us, but without further ado, I think I'm gonna let Miss Ashley go first in the little about me. You guys are gonna get to know us today. We're gonna talk again a little bit about what we got going on, hopefully, you know, addressing our next episode. and Ashley, why don't you go ahead and lead off?
1: Because you should, you should go because
0: you're the Leo. you should. <laughs> We're just going to make you go first. Ashley, talk to me a little bit. Tell me your name, your age, where you work.
1: I'm Ashley Corey. I run my own business, renting a chair inside our salon, Beauty, um, where Kaylee also works, if you didn't come to that conclusion already. (laughs) Um, Our salon has renters. Commission stylists, and apprentices, front desk, and assistants, too. Hey, y'all. Um, so, yeah, I started doing hair non-professionally on my friends in high school, like most hair stylists, and then professionally since 2011. Um. When I started at beauty, right out of um, beauty school, I started as an assistant, washing hair, dishes, towels, learning. I was learning cutting while I was assisting. And then I started cutting at cutting group. For two and a half years, actually. I only cut hair for two and a half years, which I loved. And I got to build my clientele doing that. And then while I was building my clientele, I actually was taking our color classes at Beauty by our co-worker and master colorist educator, Thomas Dewing. Um, he's amazing.
0: We love Thomas.
1: We love him. Um, after that, I started taking shifts at beauty and tr- transitioned over fully. I worked as a commission stylist and worked my way up to a senior stylist until 2018. So about four years of that. And then I took the leap into renting my own chair and owning my business, which... I've been doing since, and I love it.
0: Would you say you had an overall like positive beauty school experience? Yes, I liked beauty school.
1: Tuesday through Saturday, I went to school full time for a full year eighteen hundred hours. So it was.
0: I liked it. I wish I would have only went to school for eighteen hundred (laughs) hours. How long is E school? So, forty four hundred hours. Why? Be because because they want it to be hard for us. I'm not entirely sure. Like, so is
1: that a new thing or is that always a thing?
0: No, it, like so with so I guess I'll just talk a little bit about my yeah, stuff. You- I'm Kaylee. I have been at beauty now for oh gosh almost four years.
1: Has it been that long? Yeah. Time flies
0: man. I know and I actually grew up with family members who did hair and I was always discouraged to never do it and I never thought I was going to do it because I was always drilled in with like that, that stereotype you never have time off your back always hurts you don't make a lot of money So Mm -hmm. I actually went to college and I have a business degree with some accounting minor stuff. And all throughout high school and college, I actually worked in doctor's offices doing like billing management. And I continued to do that through college. I had graduated and I was miserable. Mm -hmm. I was absolutely miserable. And so I wanted to like a side hustle hobby. So I took um, a lash extension course because in the state of Wisconsin, there isn't a specific licensing requirement for that. So I was like doing my friend's lashes at home on the side night. I really liked it, but I just could not stand sitting all day at my desk in a tiny little office staring at Excel sheets. So there I was not doing my job. In my office. Scrolling Craigslist as I casually do. Because for some reason that's so much fun in my free time. I love Craigslist. Still. I know. <laughs> Craigslist girlies. I um saw a job posting that said salon manager slash front desk manager. And I was like, okay. Well, you know, I helped out at my grandma's shop enough as a kid. And I'm familiar enough. I have management experience. I should just shoot the guy an email. So I emailed Tom and immediately he called me and I didn't answer his call cause I was busy. And like, and he called me again <laughs> and I didn't answer cause I was busy. And finally I was able to meet up with him and it was the most lovely, odd interview. We sat down at a coffee shop and we went back and forth for a little bit. I really liked Tom. Tom really vibed with me. And he's like, why don't you come into beauty for a blowout? I'll show you around the salon. And as soon as I walked into beauty, I was like, wow, it looks just like my house in here. (laughs) Very like similar decor. And I got a blowout and I just really liked the vibe and the energy. I think I saw you Mm -hmm. working because you worked upstairs at the time. Yeah. And I just thought it was really cool. So I was like, you know what? You know, they're going to pay me the same. Maybe this will be a less stressful environment, something a little bit more fun, more fun people. So I just like winged it and I was like, okay, I'll do some lashes. I'll work the desk. And. I worked there for quite almost a year, mm-hmm. and then the shutdown happened. Yes. Oh, man. We talked, like, every We day. talked every single day. And <laughs> I remember distinctly <laughs> sitting in your yard, and we were, like, 10 feet apart. And you're like, have you ever thought of an apprenticeship? And I'm like, eh, you no, know, that's going to – no, I'll just stick to what I'm doing. Right. Like, I don't want to do – Mid-shutdown. Uh, okay. Mid-shutdown. Do you want
1: to be an apprentice? I'm like, like not <laughs> really, you know <laughs> – and but like, I knew I knew you were going to do hair. I, know. I knew it like the whole it
0: first year. I know. Tom says it, too, because from the beginning, at the interview, he was like, have you thought about an apprenticeship? You've got kind of a background. And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I and like to stay behind the what scenes. What did you
1: say, like, working with us for that year, you kind of saw that it wasn't what you thought.
0: It wasn't the small-town stereotype right. that I grew up with, right? right? Um. So and like, I like
1: genuinely like enjoy it.
0: No, yeah. Everybody, nobody comes into our salon unhappy, but yeah. So we came back from the shutdown and I looked at Tom and I was like, I want to do an apprenticeship. And he's like, okay, <laughs> same week. He bought me all my tools, all my stuff. I started class that week and it kind of was, it was a good ride. Like there wasn't any like major hiccups. I felt like I got the education I needed. You're natural. Oh, thank you. And Tom was super cool. He allowed me to like continuously build my lash clientele while doing my apprenticeship. And then we actually did like the mentor mentee program. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel like you and I got even closer. Yeah. You made me really enjoy haircutting.
1: I felt bad because I I was your mentor. Until I left on um, maternity leave, and then I felt like I was
0: just leaving you high and dry. Oh, not at all. Because I was, I'd be like texting you, and you'd be like, with the bait with like the baby, like da 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 Yeah, this is what you should do. That's so true. Or, but like that brings it back to how our coworkers are, Thomas and Tyler at the time, and everybody were just so helpful. Right, that, that you even felt though supported. my oh yeah, super supported. Right, and now. You know, you don't teach the men's program anymore. I actually am now teaching the men's program. And yeah. just like you, yeah. I'm going to be taking some classes in New York here in the future. And that's like so exciting. So the way our teaching program works, I taught men's haircutting at
1: Beauty for four years. And within that four years, my payment for teaching almost every single Monday was going to get um, more education, So I went to New York three different times to Bumble and Bumble. And then I went to Boston to Living Proof. Um, And then I went to Chicago
0: once too for a Bumble thing. But you are going to Goldwell. I am. I'm so jealous. This entire experience has taught me how much I actually enjoy knowing and continuously learning. I was kind of always one of those. But I'm excited to take the Master Colorist series and get my cute little sparkly plaque but also maybe one day teach master colorist myself yeah that would be amazing
1: i mean i love i loved teaching and i feel like i learned so much just by like breaking it down for other people and um it was so rewarding yeah watching people understand it and get it um so yeah, I feel like I became a better stylist just by teaching. But then, of course, from my continuing education, yeah. Also, I'm gonna start teaching again. Oh, you are? Just like a couple classes. Oh, what are you teaching? You I have no idea. Um, I don't know if you're supposed to know. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Well, we'll <laughs> save that for another time, right, guys. We'll save that. Yeah. Obviously, now you guys know we are a diehard Goldwell salon, um, but we also carry Bumble and Bumble, Living Proof, KMS hair products, and Ruzel. So we're a little biased in our... Yeah, I mean,
1: I feel like I've tried a lot of brands, though. And
0: there's so many brands out there that you can't have everything. No, you can't. And carrying one skew of 30,000 different... I feel like Brands. there's, like,
1: winners in every brand, too. It's like, oh, my God, these are the best products
0: of so-and-so. It's Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. And there's even ones where you're just, like, oh, that's a dud. Or they, like, reformulate something even to the smallest amount, and you're like, wow. Cool. This sucks. Yeah. Low-key. The Living Proof New Dry texture. Really? There. Yeah.
1: I didn't try it. didn't. <gasps>
0: You try to spray that nozzle. You're gonna be using every ounce of your finger well, energy. they
1: will figure that out. I'm sure they'll fix it. It's
0: they had to reformulate it because of um, like uh, environmental laws. Oh, it's it's putting out like less aerosol, which is cool. We love the environment, I but like
1: that Living crews really, do better. They are really science based product line though when i went there it's located in boston when i went there they like took you back in the lab and showed you how like molecules made these products and you're (laughs) saying why and how and everything and i was like yeah way over my head but really cool i mean
0: i like it no i like their products but like everything they have hits and misses and yeah, no offense, living proof. I'm just really upset about that whole can situation right now. So fix it. When you sponsor us, <clears throat> um, <laughs> fix the cans. But I actually saw a TikTok recently and I wish I remember the TikToker's name. If I figure it out, I'll link it in the content bio. But she, her mantra more or less was, I create a space for my guests. I'm an artist. And out of all of the hairstylists, beauty providers, and salons in the city, they choose to see me. I love that. I have control of, I guess, what did she say? Gosh, I wish I would have remembered better. It was like, I have control of who I see in my chair or who I, the environment that I want to create for my clientele. And I think that's, like, a huge thing, especially now that booth renting, like, in solo suites or smaller locations has gotten so much more popular. Is You do get that ability to kind of create your own environment entirely. And we even have that at at our space. Like, we're allowed to kind of, like, decorate a little bit, pick and choose, like, the type of vibe we want to give off to our clients. Yeah, and I feel like, in general, environment
1: is, like, who you are, too. Oh yeah. I feel like what I've learned a lot is just being yourself because you are going to attract the clientele that you want by being yourself. And I think in the beginning you've you figured that out. It takes a while to be like, okay. You can't who am I? And also (laughs) confidence is so hard in the beginning, but I feel like my biggest Advice to new stylists is to try and be confident, even if you're not. Because, well, not because. If you can be confident, but stay humble, I think that is my biggest advice. Stay humble in the sense that you can always learn more, but be confident because you are easily read by your clients. And
0: not only that, but... Holding on to that confidence because if you weren't what they wanted, they wouldn't come see you. Yeah. And that's like a huge thing. Like people can pick and choose. They're like cities especially are so compactly saturated saturated with that market. Whether it's lash techs, nails tech, nail techs, estheticians, hairstylists. Like if they want to see you, they'll see you. And that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I I do thank
1: my clients
0: or I thank
1: new clients for trusting me. Oh, yeah.
0: And because I know it's hard. It's a very personal relationship. Absolutely. I've had some very, very personal conversations to people in my chair and on <laughs> my ta- in both of my chairs. Um, and it's I, the best. I it mean, is the I best. love feeling... Like,
1: I love feeling trusted and, like, a safe space for somebody because they know I'm not taking it anywhere. Like, I'm not going to take any stories on this podcast. No,
0: we're not going to tell you about, you know, our whatever hot tea that someone's telling us while they're getting their blowout done.
1: But everybody knows in this industry that you hear it. And it's it's part of the job. And it is like a full, like, I think a lot of people go into doing hair and they're like,
0: oh, I'm just doing hair. But you're not. You're not. You're, you're a social media marketer. <laughs> you're a semi-influencer to some effect. A you're therapist. a therapist. <laughs> oh, a therapist.
1: <laughs> and, but like. And you are somebody's person that they see quite frequent
0: frequently yeah
1: frequently can't say that word right now yeah <laughs> it's monday it is a monday Or it's monday during december like the busiest time of yes. year for hairstylists so we
0: really s- decided to go for it go for it at the probably the most inconvenient time and we're just getting started
1: so follow us on instagram at sorry I'm booked dot podcast
0: or shoot us an email at dear sorry I'm booked at gmail.com we're going to be available for streaming on apple podcasts spotify and amazon
1: episodes will be on fridays and we'll keep you in the loop on our instagram
0: but for the next episode, we're going to be talking about the lessons we've learned. So if you think that there's something pivotal to your experience that you care to share, that you want other people to know about so they may not have to learn the hard way, just let us know. Send us your lessons that you've learned. DM us. Email us. Carry your pigeon. I don't care. Just just give us the info. We don't care. Tell us the tea. Give us the stories. We can feature
1: you name and places place that you work or we can do anonymous just let us know when you send us the story all right all right we're doing the thing we're gonna shoot this shit with you as long as you'll have us i'm keely and i'm ashley and this is sorry i'm booked